And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 367. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to the show, everybody. And yeah, anything interesting going on in the world right now? Yeah, well, I hope everybody out there is being safe and not, uh, you know, touching your face too much. Wash your hands. You know, don't don't, uh, do anything stupid to go around and catch any uh, viruses. Yeah. What interesting times we live in. Um, so, yeah, as for, for us here at the Radio Free Asgard studio, we're fine. I self-isolate all the time, so it really doesn't matter. Um, I, you know, I don't leave the house all that often, so it's just kind of the way it is here. Anyway, so I don't have anything in particular to talk about here at the top of the show, so let's go ahead and move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You behold in breathless wonder the god of thunder, mighty Lord. All right, and this time we are looking at Thor the Unworthy, number two. Cover artist by Oliver Koipel and Matthew Wilson. Shows Thor and Beta Ray Bill, and they are fighting together. Thor wielding his axe and looking looking a bit uh, pudgy here. And we have Beta Ray Bill in the background, of course, wielding his own hammer. I don't believe that the scene happens anywhere in the issue, but it's certainly well drawn. Uh, the, the issue came out back in 2016. I believe it retailed for $3.99. On the day Thor Odin learned a long-kept secret stolen from the Watcher, he dropped his mystical hammer Mjolnir on the surface of the moon. Try as he might, Thor could not lift his once faithful weapon. Unable to possess the power of his birthright, the Thunder God relinquished the name of Thor and now simply calls himself Odin's son. Now he searches for redemption, but until he finds it, he will remain the unworthy Thor. And we get a recap here of what happened last issue. Recently, after an ego-bruising battle on the moon with Ulic, King of the Trolls, Odin's son crossed paths with a being known as the Unseen, who seemed to have intimate knowledge of Odinson's fall from glory. When the Unseen spoke of another hammer hidden on old Asgard, Odin's son raced towards the ruins of his former home, but arrived to find old Asgard somehow missing. As he weighed the mysterious disappearance of an entire realm, redemption presented itself in the form of an old friend, Beta Ray Bill. The title of this story is The Thief of Asgard. Jason Aaron was the writer. Oliver Koipel was the artist. Matthew Wilson was the colorist. VC's Joe Sabino did the lettering and production. Oliver Koipel, Matthew Wilson did the cover, as I said. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, variant covers that we don't care about. Assistant Editor Charles Beecham, Editor Will Moss, Executive Editor Tom Burbort, Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonzo, Chief Creative Officers Joe Casada, Publishers Dan Buckley, and Alan Fine is the Executive Producer. Thor was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby, not necessarily in that order. 
We pick up exactly where we left off at the end of last issue. Beta Ray Bill is here standing before Thor and is offering him Stormbreaker. And the, the uh, caption says, This is not the first time I have been usurped as the wielder of Mjolnir. Years ago, there was another, a stranger from beyond the stars, called Beta Ray Bill. At first, we were the fiercest of foes. Well, not really. But since then, we have grown to be brothers, brothers in thunder. Now his friendship is clearly yet another thing of which I am no longer worthy. And we have a conversation going on, uh, and Thor is saying, Bill, I know not what to say. Say you'll take my hammer, please, Thor. It would be my honor. Rise, my friend, says Thor. But Thor, I beg you. I am not Thor, not anymore. And Stormbreaker belongs with you. You are a noble soul, Beta Ray Bill, and a true friend. But this cannot be real. The rumors, they say. They say I am less than I was before. Disgraced, unworthy. The rumors are true, my friend. The Thor you once knew was no more. Only the Odin son remains. But how? How could this? Let us speak on that later. For now, tell me, Bill, what has befallen old Asgard? You said it was stolen. Stolen by whom? By one of the few beings in the cosmos with the power to steal an entire realm. It was taken by, and he's interrupted by big explosions as these weird spacecraft, sort of modular TIE fighter eyeball things come and attack. And <laughs> Odin sounds like, by them? By them. Now let us have words with these thieves, my brother. I was just thinking the very same thing. But are you sure you're up for this, given your condition? Not sure what condition he means. I am unworthy, says Thor, not dead. And he takes Yarnbjorn, his axe, and he throws it through one of the ships. Uh, No sound effects, but, you know, hey, the the beautiful uh, shot there. So I see, says Bill, as he's deflecting all the, uh, the bad guy's weapons with his hammer. For Asgard, shouts Thor, and he goes and lands on one of these eyeball ship things with a hurt. And he just tears, basically tears through it. And we get a beautiful shot here, a two-pager here, of uh, the fight going on. And Beta Ray Bill saying, I may not be the native son of the realm eternal, but the power in my hammer comes from Odin himself. So Beta Ray Bill fights for Asgard on this day and all the tomorrows. And he smashes through the ships. And Thor has destroyed one of the ships. And he's calling for his, uh, for his goat. Nasher, over here, boy. The ships are piloted by droids, Odin's son, so do not hold back. And he says that just as uh, the, the, the goat comes barreling through the ship. Thor held back, says Thor. The Odin's son does not. Where have they taken Asgard? There, says Bill. That's the transport ship, big enough to hold a small solar system. But why would they return to... Oh, no. And Thor is already taken off towards this giant ship thingy here. And B- Bill knows what's going on here, obviously. And uh, Thor's going, yeah, Tooth Nasher, yeah. And Bill's like, Odin, son, wait. And we shift to a scene on board this ship where we have the various flunkies and their you know, guards and whatnot, you know, the usual funky types that we have. They're going, Master? This bomb is nine million years old. It was built by a people who no longer exist on a world long since turned to ash. It is all that remains of their culture. 
the only sign they ever existed. It looks a whole lot like the God Bomb, but I could be wrong. It just could be, yeah, I don't know. This has always been one of my rarest and most prized possessions. Mister, the attackers. Open the bay doors, and there's a boop, and then the, this thing goes shooting out into the, into the cosmos. And let's see if I got my money's worth. You see this bomb thing shooting out and basically exploding. And <laughs> uh, we, we have a caption here from, from Thor's inner thoughts here. I haven't slept since I became unworthy, which was nine months, three weeks, four days, and seven hours ago. I haven't slept because I've been afraid of what I see if I closed my eyes. I was right to be afraid. And uh, we see uh, Thor, and he is getting caught in the blast of this big bomb thinger. And we have a um, sudden jump, basically. And we have this uh, color palette change and all this going on. And Thor is going, because he can't breathe. And uh, there's a, uh, some voice going, whisper. Just says whisper. Um, Grr, crushing me, can't. Whisper, 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 whisper. And we see that it is a Mjolnir and sitting on Thor's chest and crushing Thor's chest in. Um, and Thor's like, no, please, no. And we see that Thor's naked as well. Uh, no. And the, the hammer, I guess, goes through Thor and crashes down to a moon below. And this is obviously a dream sequence. It can't be anything but that. And we see a whole pile of hammers just crushing through and smashing down to the surface of the moon. Thor laying underneath this big, huge pile of hammers and a voice coming. And it, it is Gore, the, the god butcher, uh, standing above him. And he's saying, uh, what if they really are better off without us? Thor wondered in fear even as he swung his mighty hammer. What if a godless age is what they deserve? What if Gore isn't a madman at all? Gods help us. What if he's... Rawr! And the roar is coming from Thor. And uh, he wakes up. And Thor is uh, laying in a, in a room. He's got this sort of uh, shock collar thing on him. And somebody says, You were dreaming. I can tell. I spend a lot of time watching the things I own while they're sleeping. And Thor's like, Where? Where am I? I even dream sometimes myself. Though not as much as I used to, of course. But what do you expect after three billion years? No, says Thor. Still, I imagine our dreams aren't so different, you and I. We both covet what we don't have. The main difference between us, of course, is that I have almost everything anyone could possibly want, including you. While you have nothing, Odinson, not even your own name. And we see... The Collector, and he's not the Collector, the classic Marvel Collector, and he's more the movie Collector, yeah. But he doesn't look like what's-his-name. So, anyway, um, Thor's like, The Collector! And the caption says, Tanelir Tivan, an elder of the universe, a being as old as the most ancient of gods. To him we are all playthings to be cataloged and possessed. You've tried to put me in one of your cages before, Collector. It won't work any better this... I'm not putting you in a cage as guardian, says the collector. I'm taking you home. And he has these flying teacup things. That's what they look like. And they have, uh, they have like chains attached to the shock collar that, that Thor is wearing. And they are carrying him to old Asgard, the realm of the gods. 
and he's kind of floating down uh, with these things attached to his collar. The collector is sitting on a, a disc thing and it's kind of descending into Asgard. For three billion years, I've been building my menagerie, but this is the first time I've added an entire Norse realm to my collection. Though the realm eternal appears to have passed its prime, wouldn't you say? And he drops Thor to the uh, bricks and he goes, Ugh! Much like its once favorite son. Why steal Asgard? There's nothing here now but ghosts and ruins. It's not Asgard I'm interested in, you silly little god. It's what's landed on it. And we see the Thor hammer. Yes, the ultimate Thor's hammer thing laying there. and It's got little, shot, little blobs of energy coming up off of it. And Thor sees it, and he looks uh, aghast. Searcher's bones, it's true. There is another. And he's standing right up next to it, and he says, oh, the, oh, the collector, and the collector is saying, I felt it fall. So powerful it refused to die, even as the universe crumbled around it. It tore through the walls of reality like they were made of tissue. The Mjolnir of another world, another Thor. I've always wanted my own magic hammer. And yet, and, and he reaches towards it uh, with his gloved hand, and he says, and yet there is always that troublesome if emblazoned on the side, isn't there? You there, pick it up, he says to one of the guards. Yes, master, he says. And the guard reaches for the hammer and he grabs it and he is instantly consumed with lightning. A sort of you know, electrical fire just kind of bursts up all over him and basically cooks him into a uh, cr crispy critter. He's going, Arr! the collector says, it doesn't seem to matter if they're robots or flesh and blood. None of my minions can so much as touch it without, well, you can see for yourself. And he's been, yeah, basically cooked and burned to ash. We tried magic. I have spell books older than your father's whiskers. We tried technology. My cranes are powerful enough to yank moons out of orbit. I even tried picking it up myself. The pain was, if I were a lesser being, I wouldn't be standing here now. Point is, I couldn't take the hammer, so I took the ground it sat on. And I don't care about this wasted ruin of a realm. Tell me the secret. Tell me how to pick it up. <laughs> You're asking the wrong Thor, says Thor. I'm asking the only Thor I've got. But you thought, but I thought you might be difficult about this. Bring him out. And the guards bring out this little blue E.T. looking guy wearing a baggy yoga pants. And yeah, and the collector says, this is the only surviving son of the planet Dauterius, the very last of his kind. Tell me how to lift the hammer, Odin's son, or watch him die. You fool! I cannot help you. You must be worthy to lift the hammer. I own more of creation than you and all your god friends put together. Nothing has ever existed of which I am unworthy to possess. There must be a trick to it, some way around the enchantment. Count down from five, then shoot the boy, he tells the guards. Five, says the guard. No, let him go, you bastard, says Thor. He can go back to his cage once I'm holding that hammer. Count faster. Four, says the guard. I've never seen that hammer before. How am I? Three. I can't even lift my own Mjolnir. I can't make myself worthy, let alone you. Two. I will kill you for this collector. I will tear you into a thousand pieces and feed you to my goat, you. 
one and Thor goes and he's trying to burst out of the chains that he's he's bound with the hammer explodes in lightning there's like crack a oom crack a coom and there's this lightning cascading around one of the bolts of lightning hits the guard with the gun and uh, basically uh, knocks him back we see the little alien kid is still kind of sitting here crying and there's a storm erupting around Thor. says, the storm rages around me, erupting from the hammer. The energy coursing through me feels strange, yet familiar. Then comes the rush of images and the roar of voices. This truly was the hammer of Thor, another Thor, the son of another Asgard. Yet he fought with the same fury. He died with a hammer in his hand and the roar of battle on his lips, and the very same thunder in his veins. This is the hammer of Thor. And uh, Thor looks like he's encroaching on the hammer and there's lightning kind of coming off of him. And he's thinking, hi, I am. And there's a little zzzk and Thor falls. And when he falls, uh, the hammer kind of fizzles out. The collector is standing there with a uh, some sort of stun gun that he shot Thor with. He uh, says to the guards, put him in the chains and leave the body where he can see it. What body, master? says the guard. And it turns out to be the alien dude. The collector basically takes his gun and shoots the little dude in the head with a hook. And yeah, uh, that, so that's the body. The hammer will be mine, Odin's son. Mine and no one else's. And they drag uh, Thor somewhere slightly different. And we shift scenes. It says we are on Earth, New York City, the Triskelion, headquarters of the Ultimates. Who are the Ultimates? I believe that's the Ultimate Avengers, but I'm not sure why they're on Earth. And we have uh, a robe-clad character. Not sure who it is. Maybe it's Gore. I'm not really sure. Anyway, it speaks in black bubbles, much like other characters in the past have done. I come seeking an alliance. I need your help. And he's talking to somebody who's trapped in a like a cell like a Star Trek brig type cell. Interesting, since I am the one who would appear to be in need of assistance. I know your power. I know this cell won't hold you for long. So you haven't come to offer me my freedom? I would if I could, but I find myself weakened from recent events. It took all my power just to see you. So you cannot help me. You cannot even help yourself. What exactly do you have to offer me? What do you wish? A tribute, and we see purple, familiar-looking lips, and uh, the next page, we have a full page, and it is Thanos, and he is just standing there in the middle of the cell. And what sort of tribute does Thanos desire, says this guy? I believe I know just the thing. To be continued, and that is the Unworthy Thor number two, and we'll be talking all about this issue right after this message. Tell me his name again. Thanos. I think I shall call him... Adam. But return to me again empty-handed, and I will bathe the stallways in your blood. Thanks, Dad. Sounds fair. Korvac's power grows, as does his madness. He would have destroyed us all, had I not pulled us into the Soul Gem. Then Thanos, I'm coming for you. 
After Xandar, you were going to kill my father? You dare to oppose me? You see what he has turned me into? You kill him, I will help you destroy a thousand planets. It's all right, Adam. We're here to help. Just stay cool. Ugh! I don't want to be here! Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. Five years and going strong. Every other week, mostly. For all of your Adam Warlock, Thanos, or Marvel Cosmic needs. Find it on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. Resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com Adam Warlock, you cannot keep leaving your philosophy books open on the floor. I always trip on them in the middle of the night on my way to the can. And we're back, of course, with commentary about the issue, as we always give you. And yeah, so again, the story has been continued on in a manner that, uh, you know, Jason Aaron would continue it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the artwork um, because I, I don't have a lot to say about the story. The story is fine. It makes sense in its own particular way. Working in the collector as basically the movie version of the collector is not something that I necessarily agree with. Though, you know, I can't get too hung up on sort of the classic versions of characters. I know a lot of things changed during the 90s and they redesigned everybody and made them more extreme and and all that kind of thing. And the Collector is not a, a character that I have any kind of real investment in. To make him similar to the movie Collector, it makes sense. From, from the point of view of marketing and that kind of thing. Uh, he's still kind of the same character anyway. He's still this greedy, you know, godling sort of thing that wants to, uh, you know, collect everything in the universe, basically. And um, I have a hard time with the collector as this sort of homicidal maniac. And I think that, that the collector being three billion years old, if, if that is indeed his deal he would kind of understand that Thor's not necessarily worthy of this Mjolnir, you know, and and he should understand kind of the way things work. You, you would think that an elder of the universe would be a bit smarter, and I'm not seeing that here. I'm going to be critical here of Jason Aaron in that regard. I understand that you have to have stakes to the story. Again, it's kind of a cheap Jason Aaron shot here where you you know have a hostage situation. Okay, I'm going to kill the hostage anyway because that's kind of what Jason Aaron does. That that's kind of his style. Not really sure what they're getting at as far as the the whole, you know, hammer thing yet, but we that remains to be seen and we'll get there when we get there. Um artwork is is universally amazing. I I really really like Oliver Koypel's art. Is it just me, or has he really started to sex up his characters? I don't remember his uh, even his Thor art uh, being as overtly kind of homoerotic as as we have here. Um, but we know that the, the Koipel is an appreciator of male beauty, so it it does make sense that you do that. It is interesting that he's kind of carried that forward into this series. This series is kind of a different style for him. And maybe it's, uh, I don't know if he's, uh, I don't think he's drawing digitally, but um, it appears that he's kind of doing his own inks and it's definitely sketchier than what we've seen from Koipel in the past. 
The design aesthetic, though, is still very much Oliver Koipel as we have known him for years, and it's beautiful work. The you know the, the, the everything in the issue is incredibly well drawn. There's nothing really. Um, you know, there's no shortcuts or anything being made here. I especially like the scene here of, uh, you know, Thor and Beta Ray Bill facing off against the ships here. We got Bill doing kind of the classic whipping the hammer around thing to deflect, uh, you know, the, the little shrapnel and that kind of thing. It really, really looks good. And Beta Ray generally looks good throughout the issue. And it's hard for me to really, you know, enjoy Beta Ray Bill as drawn by artists other than Simonson himself, because I think Simonson still is the only one who can really properly draw Beta Ray Bill. But here, I think we get awfully damn close. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful work. Thor has a, a head shape issue, and I, I think that this is probably always the way that uh, Koipel has drawn Thor, but it, it hardly even looks like the same character. And it's not really consistent from panel to panel. But yeah, he has this sort of lion shape to his face. And I think I may have commented on that in prior uh, prior appearances of, of Koipel's art. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I know he has a particular style for how he thinks Thor should look, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, generally speaking, I really like the art. Uh, not enough goat in this issue. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, the, the the goat is is the least interesting character here. But uh, yeah, we we know that uh, the goat will be back at some point. Um, the goat will probably save the day like he did last issue. So anyway, so yeah, nice looking issue, and the story. Well, it is what it is. Uh, it's you know it, this is part two five, so it's it just kind of is getting from point A to point B. And we have to get the character to a certain place and we get the character to that place. And so by that definition, the story has done exactly what it needed to do. And uh, yeah, I would love to own some of these pages. I will say the uh, the, the artwork is uh, particularly good and any kind of, of weird... I don't know, the, the weird dream sequence of Thor being crushed by the hammer and all that, it's, it's just incredibly, incredibly well drawn. Uh, the little cameo here by Gore. Um, yeah, pretty cool stuff. And I, I like it. I mean, overall, I think that this is, a, is an interesting story and I'm looking forward to continuing it on next time. All right, and with that, it is time to wrap up the show. Thanks again very much for listening, folks. We really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to email the show, you can email us. The Radio Free Asgard email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. Go figure. And you can also join us on Facebook. Just go to Radio Free Asgard there and you will find us. Since people aren't going out and socializing and that kind of thing anymore, feel free to uh, get involved in the conversation. Start a conversation over at the uh, Facebook group. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm home all the time right now. So yeah, that'll be fun. All right. And with that, we are back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. 
If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>